0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But. ah, another day in this new world that we live in—new new reality, New fucking world, new reality. Yeah, new yeah. New reality, yeah. new norm, new world. It is. is
1: it, but we say new, but actually, it still feels a lot like circuit breaker. I just, I just keep saying CB, 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 nonstop. Yeah.
0: I mean, I did see a Mothership video also that was titled If You're Feeling Meh About Phase 1, Here's Why. So I think it's mm. a it's a universal thing. Like, people are feeling a little like, is it really different? Is it really new? So, yeah. I don't know. Like like I said in the last podcast, for us in media, it feels like it's still very much circuit breaker. Mm. Uh, I, I think people are gearing up for filming, but I think a lot of filming, filming hasn't really kicked in yet.
1: Yeah, and then there's a lot of... Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, confusion about certain rules, like... For example, one of the interesting things is that uh like actors cannot kiss and cannot mm. cannot really touch now. So they hire yeah. they, they, they what's the they, point of acting, man? Yeah, they're encouraging people to hire like husband and yeah, wife families. or father and families, daughter. Families, yeah. So exactly. it's like wow, not bad. Uh, you come as a family unit, you can actually charge <laughs> higher. Last I time I it's you, the let, other way around. Uh.
0: I tell you, next season of Kin right, it's gonna be a real Indian <laughs> family, a real Malay family, a real Chinese family. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you no, know, some f- some of the measures is like after every take. Mm-hmm. The actors have to put their mask on. Yeah. Um, after every, like, the makeup kits can no longer be used for the full cast. Every actor needs their own makeup. Mm. So it's just like, wow. Especially in Singapore, where the margins for media are quite thin, right? Mm. It is tricky, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, don't take your your TV shows and movies for granted, cause yeah, filming like... filming is very tough now. Uh. Yeah. Or
0: maybe the whole season of Kin is also going to be on Zoom, uh. <laughs> on Zoom calls. <laughs> Actually,
1: uh. yeah, I've been seeing a lot more, a <laughs> lot more like you know, even Media Corp they they're doing their ads by asking the actors and actresses to film themselves at home, like yeah. to, for the latest season Lion Mums mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, so it's, so it's pretty bad quality, like Everything just no, ex- exactly. So
0: I think the area of like webcams and phone cameras is going to fucking exponentially increase. Cause now, like, mm. if everyone's recording from home, right? I I think all the hardware companies are thinking how to pack a DSLR into a phone.
1: Uh. Is it? Uh, I'm, aren't they already doing most of that? I mean, already, yeah, but like.
0: A, "Yeah, essentially, more, but now I think more so than ever. Like, like webcams, are uh, like the cameras on fucking laptops, oh, yeah. and it just boggles my mind every time someone there's an expert that comes on TV, right? Mm. They might know like fucking how the macro economy works, history, yeah. historians, you know, past 50 years, but fucking their camera quality is so shit. Yeah, and oh, the audio, God, the, man. The,
1: I hate it when the audio yeah, the is the audio. Very bad, right? Like you watch those videos, <laughs> ESPN, they call each other. Why? The, why is the audio so bad? It's not like you are yeah. doing it live or what, lah." Like. No, you exactly.
0: Know? And and there's one thing about academics who don't delve in media often. But mm. if you're an ESPN host or even like fucking like when Jimmy Fallon calls other actors and all, right? Yeah. I know actors, maybe you might not need to be, especially if you're an established actor, you don't need to worry about tech. But when I see like Julia Louis-Dreyfus all like with a fucking shitty camera and yeah. shitty sound or Lin-Manuel, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Lin... The Hamilton creator, mm-hmm. yeah, it just boggles my mind. Uh. they're in media and their fucking quality sucks. Yeah, as in their f- video quality, la. Yeah,
1: but, but if you guys uh, want to know how to g- capture crisp, perfect audio, even while doing a podcast that's <laughs> yeah. like away from each other, please feel free to reach out to us, and we yeah. promise to give you a discount. <laughs> all, and all
0: yeah, in in ten yeah in <laughs> ten ten one hour lessons spread yeah. out across uh <laughs> twenty weeks, uh for a discounted price of six hundred and ninety nine if you call yeah. within the next ten minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So so that's, so, that, that's the way the, to make money nowadays also like the like gift. Yeah, classes, a skill, yeah classes, find a skill. Yeah, find a skill.
0: Honestly, Skillshare, I, yeah. I did tell you like Skillshare, yeah. if you see, I think you can actually make a, a decent amount on Skillshare provided you have a skill that people want. La. So mm. the question is what skill do you have that mm. people might pay money for? La? Mm. Who knows? La? Mm. But yeah. yeah. So I mean we digress so much from the topic of, of today, which is <laughs> about the topic of racism, which is no surprise. Surprise, uh, surprise. And actually, it's it's a uh, it's related to racism, but I guess it was kicked off by an article that came out today, which is eleventh June when we re- we are recording it, about whether or not the statue of Sir Stamford Raffles in Singapore should be pulled down uh, in solidarity with the statues around the world that are being toppled.
1: Yeah, uh, because I think the context. Are you about to give more context? Of yeah, the no, you yeah, can. Yeah, you, oh, you can. You can go. Yeah, you can give. I mean the last couple of weeks we've uh we've been seeing black life black lives matter matters protests around the world. And yeah. in line with that, uh certain statues of uh colonialists, slave traders from the seventeenth or century or eighteenth century that are all around the US or some some even in UK I think were either taken down, torn down, defaced or tr- tossed in a river, la, literally. Mm. So um basically what's happening is is people are saying, Hey, uh, this was a very embarrassing uh, time of our history. This person personifies that that period of our history that was embarrassing when there was slavery and we were treating people unequally and things like that. So why are they celebrated with statues? We should tear them down and throw them in the river. La. And mm. so in Singapore, uh, I think people have asked this question before, and now it's even more so because you think about it. Yeah, Raffles re- represented the empire, you know, British Empire coming to colonize Singapore and and make. Uh, all indigenous people, they're, they're what do you call it? A colon, color, what, what, what are people under a colony called? Uh, colonizes <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that sounds wrong. <laughs> okay, we go subjugated. <laughs> we, we we were subjugated. Yeah, indige- indige- indigenous people yeah. to be sub. Yes. Uh, become like servants, la, of the of the yeah. colonial masters So. They are saying, hey, then this Raffles statue, maybe we should be tearing it down. Maybe we shouldn't be celebrating it as well, like but a why, bicentennial or uh, why? Why? anything. What, yeah. Like what has been,
0: I mean, okay, so there's an article on Asia One that says he's, he's been accused of being a racial imperialist who oversaw the kidnapping of hundreds of women for sexual servitude and yep. claiming credit for the country's success. Even though I think there's been more and more literature that's come out that says that William Fakwa or William Faker, which is the correct way of pronounce. No, yeah. I think it's pronounced Faker.
1: Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, William, William Fucker. Was Was it uh, you just really just learn with him? That's how you call him? No, no,
0: no, no, no. I I I, <laughs> I heard it, I think, like a year ago or two. And okay, okay. I don't know whether it was just something that some fucker just started and people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, try mm. to sound intelligent and say William Fucker. You know that douchey thing? Uh, I yeah. believe it's pronounced Fucker. Yeah. So William Fakwa slash Fucker actually did a lot of the heavy lifting. La. Yep. And I think this there's substantial evidence to show that Raffles wasn't really the best person la. Mm-hmm. So, so what what we wanted to explore today is the practice of toppling statues and whether it it is a, a a good thing, a bad thing, should we do it, should we not. So, what was your first first thought when you saw that article uh, about Stanford Raffles? Uh?
1: No, I thought I thought uh, actually the the reason I my I, I this all this caught my attention was because more because I think uh HBO Max announced mm. that they were gonna take out a very old classic film from their archives uh, and that mm. film is actually gone with the wind. You know, Oscar yeah. winner, you know, Best Picture, everything, classic which, film. And
0: which account if you account for inflation, right, is the highest grossing movie ever in the history of uh yeah. Man yeah. yeah, and they yeah.
1: said they were gonna take it down and then uh add certain advisories to it and then put it back up. La. Uh yeah. so a lot of people are saying, Hey, why are we going back into our history? and so-called cleansing the history. La. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just a work of, or it was a film, it wasn't like a, you an know, actual piece of of, uh, of uh, propaganda or anything, but because it depicted uh, slavery in a more positive light, and and it was, I mean, it was from back in the day, la. so yeah. people are saying it's not right for it to exist today as how it is without some kind of advisory against it. What, so, it made me think back of all the different times that um, we've gone back in history, and looked at something that was made at a certain point of time and thought it was okay then and then we look at it now it's like, oh, maybe it's not so fine and now we're scrubbing our history. La. So, it's like yeah. going back and deleting your old tweets from like 10 years ago. Um, yeah. Except that <laughs> except this one as is a like, society, yeah. Yeah, As a society. <laughs> as a society. society. So cancelling your films, cancelling <laughs> yeah. statues and all. La. HBO is deleting your old tweets. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> it. Exactly. So, uh, our oldest <laughs> tweet is the Stanford Raffles. La. You know, we're, we're truly no, and then there was
0: also, announcements that "Cops," a show that had been mm. running for thirty years, yeah, is yeah, being yeah. pulled off the air. Even though I think they've already filmed the next season, mm. um, I think there've been calls for this cartoon with a a dog character, a dog police police mm. dog character. Mm. Paul Patrol, be, right. Paul Patrol. Ah, yeah, Paul yeah. Patrol. Then Little Britain, which had, mm. uh, which is a sketch show with two main actors playing multiple roles. I think there've been many instances of uh, blackface. Yeah. So that's also being pulled off.
1: And so, then also plus uh, last week we discussed a little bit about. Uh, the Tian Singapore's top YouTuber, retiring yeah. a, a certain character. Biggest was, YouTuber, yeah. B- biggest YouTuber, biggest yeah. YouTuber was <laughs> yeah. has retired a uh, mm. ethnic character from his cast, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so all this points to us looking back at history and saying, hey, that wasn't right then. Should we get rid of it, right. So
0: so yeah. So now with, with all that context, when hmm. you saw the article about Stanford Raffles, or like what 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 made you, what yeah maybe the Stanford Raffles. What's your take on it, eh?
1: Um. I mean, I, I recall very fondly because I'm a big fan of like World War II history. I recall mm. fondly uh, when I went to Berlin and I was you know going to museums and checking out sites from the war and stuff like that. And uh, somehow it came across my mind. Like, hey, actually, how about that that bunker where Hitler killed himself la? Is that mm. something that you can actually find in go Berlin it, uh. and go to? Yeah. So I started looking around, and and apparently what happened was that the moment. Uh, after Hitler was taken out from a bunker and everything, the Allies filled that bunker with cement, just covered it because they didn't want they didn't want anybody to come and try and, you know, worship Hitler. You know, Nazis come and worship mm. his presence or anything. But apparently at that location, there's a little plug there that just, I mean, I wouldn't say commemorates, but informs people that this is where Hitler shot himself in the head, you know, and, and you know, mm. uh, because of his... Because he, he was at his wit's end already. La. He was being run overrun by the Soviets and everything. So yeah. I'm not sure if people I I couldn't find it. So it is is in a very uh, like difficult to locate locate place even for a tourist like me back then. So yeah. I always remember that and I was like, Yeah, actually it's 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 as much as it's uh it was a very dark period in the history and not something that they're proud of or what, but it is still part of your history, right? And yeah. you do need to uh, keep people informed about it don't celebrate it don't allow people to celebrate it, but keep them informed about it lah. so uh, if if we come to that consensus that this is a very dark period of our history that we don't want to look at, I think there is some merit to really discuss about whether we still should have it there la you know whether it yeah. should be moved to a museum, whether it should be left there, and have a little plug that says hey, you know yeah this at this point of time, Singaporeans decided that. You know, they didn't want it, you know, as the first thing you see from Singapore River, for example. Yeah.
0: So, I guess, then the question about toppling. Mm-hmm. Let's say if if there was a group of people who, at night, you know, they fucking just like, with a group of 10, they topple yeah. the Stanford Raffles statue. Like how uh, statues in other countries have been toppled. And of yeah. course, I know the context of what Raffles did versus, say, Robert Ely did with slaves yeah. in the US is totally fucking different. But... The concept of toppling statues, basically destroying statues. Yeah. Uh, what's what's your take on that? Uh,
1: I mean, why, why why do you why don't you talk about what, what you thought about the whole thing first, lah. Okay, so uh, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I guess it felt like an interview. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it feels like <laughs> I'm just giving my one sided opinion, <laughs> like my the, previous like I never Chinese do my, opinion.
0: Like I never do my homework. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hey, Terence, what's uh, what's your what's your answer, Terence? Yeah. <laughs> <No, so, so, laughs> like the hot wings, <laughs> like hot wings, <laughs> that kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> So, so I mean my take okay so so this is where honestly like I feel like me saying this right if taken out of context will immediately brandish myself as a racist la, mm. because I think that toppling of statues is not the best way to to deal with uh the horrors of what that statue might represent la, because yeah. I think like let's say I mean now, okay now it just feels like uh, so I mean okay looking at the Raffles issue right I think there was one someone who did a, a poll on twitter or something and i mean of course i know it's just a poll it's very anecdotal um yep. and just asking like okay whether people think that it should be removed or, or or uh what should be done so there were four options given remain where it is remain plus air contacts, remove to museum or remove and dispose so 43 percent voted remove and dispose la. so granted mm. that this was just uh, un- uh answered by about a maybe a hundred people on Twitter, which is fucking, Mm. I'm not using this as like a bastion of scientific research, but I just find it funny like, because I have been seeing people post on Facebook saying, oh, you know, like we should remove these kind of statues. But then I think, you know, like we always hear how Singapore censorship is too much. Censorship is always the fucking problem. You know, there should be less censorship. But if we're doing this, isn't it kind of censoring something? Because Mm. it's almost like, um, yeah, it's, rather than, than find a way to contextualize that piece of history, right? Yep. To just topple it and destroy it, I feel like, wow, fuck, yeah. it's going to be more polarizing and I don't think it serves the purpose. Lah.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right, like at the end of the day, the statue uh, in itself also is kind of a, it's a work of art. Lah. It was an artist's interpretation of what, uh, you know, a person looked like. And uh, yeah, lah, to destroy art, uh, I think I had a a friend on my Facebook. She's from she's China, she's from China, but I think she lives in the US now. Mm. And she says that actually if you start going back your history and destroying relics from your history because they don't agree with, uh, I mean, that yeah. because they are dated and don't agree with things now, right? Yeah. It's basically, you're talking about the cultural revolution in China. And we all yeah. know how that turned out for <laughs> yeah, everyone. Exactly, la. exactly. So, yeah, you, you the the before you go and start burning books and everything, you think about like, you know, Hitler burning books and things like that. Essentially when you destroy all these things, these relics of history, without you're know, like what you said contextualizing it or thinking of how to better Contextualize it, lah, right? Um, yeah. you're not giving, uh, you're not giving it a chance, lah, and and you are also erasing what, what could be a very good lesson or reminder for the younger generation what never to allow to happen again, lah, right?
0: Yeah, so so that's where once we go out of Singapore and talk about the statues that have been toppled in mm. the uh uh British uh in 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 England and the U.S. Yeah. We are wading into very touchy areas, lah. and yeah. and I mean given the context that we are not uh, of African-American origin or uh, yeah. white and yeah. we are from a little country in Asia like if we if I could just share some thoughts I mean even then right in those cases let's say Robert Ely, who mm-hmm. had a history of doing like fucked up things to propagate slavery enable slavery and yeah. did horrible things to the to uh, African-Americans brought into America as slaves Um, it just feels like toppling it, right? Mm. It's, even in the context of the the US, it's going to fucking push people apart because in some way, I think it helps Trump supporters, Trump's uh, base because here are people being destructive and just toppling it yeah, it, it kind of removes the possibility of contextualizing it. I mean, one of the museums that totally scarred me for life was when I went to the museum of the in Ho Chi Minh mm, that mm. Uh, had w- about the... what What's the tunnels? The Chuchi, uh, Kuchi tunnels. Ah, Kuchi tunnels, yeah. yeah. And you see the horrors of the Vietnam War and it fucking, mm. like, it, it, it fucking shook me up. Like. And I think these sort of statues, rather than destroying it, right, ideally, it could be moved... Uh, yeah. i know that will cause a lot of people to revolt also but destroying it feels like it takes it over the edge and doesn't help the the narrative that the more liberal people are trying to to push la. Yeah. so i don't know like like just thinking so that's where it becomes like a tricky thing right if you are in the middle of this protest doing something a little more passive like just covering it with a tub mm. you know so you kind of uh show your sentiment but without destroying it that maybe won't be the best thing like, because now everything is about extremes right yeah yeah so correct. So that's where you look at it. You're like, "Wow, fuck!" Now it just feels like everyone is just going apeshit bonkers, and like any conversations, like what you said, you know, destroying the past uh, is a very big problem, Like And yeah. I think it was in the early two thousands where the Taliban bombed Buddhist relics from I think the the eleventh century or something. Yeah. And I think it was uh, ISIS that were bombing the these very ancient uh, relics in Syria or something. Mm. So it just feels like, "Wow, fuck!" It's fucking going crazy, man. And you see the things being toppled. Mm. Mm. It is just unsettling la
1: yeah i mean uh, i think what you said about finding a way to cover it is is very good la but to me the i mean i can't think i can't it's hard to argue against uh you know the rationales for wanting to dispose of it, but i would offer better solutions for example um you know the, there's a city of uh, Nuremberg which is a a, a city in uh in Germany, like that was essentially where the Nazis would gather every year to rally and they had these things called the Nuremberg rally. So the whole there's a whole space in that the city that is just like a parade ground with like Nazi era buildings and everything. So mm. when the whole city becomes part of the Nazi identity, right? How do you cover a whole city? So what they ended up doing was they took the most uh, one of the most iconic buildings that was in the middle of Nuremberg. There was actually this um stadium that i think the nazis built that they were going to have like big parades in the stadium it was shaped like the gladiator arena that they took mm. it and then they essentially just plonked a whole square um uh, museum like right at, right on it la essentially so that yeah. so that building almost becomes enshrined by the rest of the museum mm. and the museum was a basically a, a museum of the the Nuremberg rallies uh, and basically talked about all the horrors of Nazism. So anyone who went to visit there, let's say if you're an, even if you're a neo Nazi or something like that, you would have to walk through the museum and see talk about all the horrors of, of Nazi rule and all. So so it was a but it was a great museum and it gave people a chance to really, um, you know, visit the the place at first hand and see the horrors of what uh people from the past did. Like. So mm. in some ways maybe they could think about covering um, the statue with you know, something something that commemorates how Singaporeans 50 years after independence have decided, hey, you know, this this isn't an identity that we want to keep for ourselves, la, that we don't celebrate Singapore as 200 years old, we celebrate it as 50 years old. And, yeah. and, you know, educate people coming. And then if you still want to see the Sir Stanford Raffles statue, you can. It's just that he's in the building. He's not visible from the water and everything. He's like, is mm. in, in his little thing. La, and then, it talks about the history of Singapore since and and that Singaporeans in the year twenty twenty, amidst COVID and amidst all these crazy things going on, <laughs> decided that, you know, we will move forward without this identity of colonialism. The,
0: because because I mean, like the, the the thing is, uh we have we have removed the Sir Stamford Rifle Statue recently, right? And uh, I mean, they've, they've been doing yeah. some funky stuff with the Stanford Raffles statue. At one time, I think they covered it with things that made it yeah. blend in the background.
1: Yeah. And then now they brought like statues of Sang Nila Utama or something. I think you know, it right? was last year for the bicentennial celebrations oh, to show that there were yeah to show that there were other pioneers involved in the founding of modern Singapore. Lah.
0: Yeah, so in yeah. Singapore, I think like yeah, covering it, shifting, and I guess maybe we are not in the best position to talk about the statues in the in the in the US. But just just I mean, if you imagine if you are in a protest and you suggest covering it, right? People will be yeah. like, "Hey, fuck you, like <laughs> who's gonna cover it, right?" <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Fuck you, you wanna cover it? What, put a ribbon and all that? Is it? So <laughs> so that's where it feels like the. Con- Thankfully, Singapore. I mean, our issues are not as 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 heavily rooted in like historical. Uh, ho- uh, atrocities as as it is in the US, yeah. but it just feels like so. Like, take for example the example you gave of um the not the bunker that Hitler killed himself in, right? Yeah. Do you feel that not being able to see it and not being like not it not being accessible to the masses is doing a disservice to us potentially learning from it?
1: Um, I mean, or you think it's? I I think uh, it, for for people who you know study history or enjoy history and all that it's always nice to be able to go to a certain location and say, hey, you know, this is where this thing actually happened that you're standing on the same ground as that. Um yeah. of course this was I mean, it's like visiting when you go and visit a concentration camp, it's never a happy occasion or what right? But but you visit it to understand historical context and all that. So I would say yeah if you if you weren't able to if they just basically uh wiped out the whole place and didn't leave any anything to tell you that this was a location. I think uh, everyone's a little poorer for it though. In the sense that you are not able to pinpoint exactly where something happened, and so and all I right. mean this
0: this reminds me of the debate with Oxley, right? Maybe oh Ox- yeah maybe, yeah exactly, exactly yeah maybe yeah. maybe Lee Kuan Yew right was so forward thinking, right? Then you know most people think like oh five years who they're going to yeah. be. He was thinking maybe like fifty years after he dies, right? Yeah. what's the best thing for Singapore? Which is why he wanted Oxley Road to kind of like be removed from the Lee estate la, or even yeah. demolished. Was it demolished?
1: He wants it to be demolished. Uh, yeah, He
0: wants it to be demolished because I yeah. think maybe he knows that certain legacies, I mean, everything has its relevance in a certain period of time and unless mm-hmm. it can be dealt with carefully, right, it could propagate different things. La. Yeah. So, so I, so I mean,
1: the context is that uh, Oxley Road is, was uh, Lee Kuan Yew, the former Prime Minister's uh, residence, la, right? And yeah. it was where the the current ruling party, the PAP, was founded in its basement as well. La. So yeah. I think he wanted it—the house—at least put it in his will. He wanted the house to be demolished after his, his death, la. But so um, there's been a bit of quarrel since his death between the siblings and uh, Prime Minister Lee Hsien <laughs> Long because you're dirty laundry on social media. Or... Yeah, because I think the siblings want to honor his wishes to have it, uh, you know, to have it uh, demolished. But the at least the Singapore government, uh, Prime Minister Lee, wants it preserved as a mm. national relic as important to our history and all so there's a big debate going on about which, who, whether he should be following what his father wants or whether he should be following what <laughs> the Singapore government <laughs> thinks Actually. is important la.
0: Actually, the, I guess the big debate was going on like, because now, yeah. in the context of everything in the fucking world, right? Yeah. That is like the smallest problem <laughs> ever. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a problem at all. Though. No, so I mean, I saw a video recently, like, because right now, I think, like, both of us have also been sharing videos from the very left leaning media from the US mm-hmm. uh, and right leaning media. Like, and, like, it, I, I would encourage everyone to do the same because I think that's the only way you can either, like, reaffirm or question your own beliefs. La. And mm-hmm. they both make very convincing arguments. But it was through one of the video by John Oliver that I actually came across uh, something, two incidents that I had never heard of before. Yeah. Like, have you heard of the Tulsa massacre and the Rosewood massacre? No, I have not. So basically, this was done in the 1920s and it was clearly racially motivated... Um, uh, killing of black people by white people like. because you know that time it was fucking tense right and mm-hmm. like lynching was a thing and there wasn't like uh, universal uh, like uh, uh, equal voting rights and all that yeah. so it, it just it, it was fucking horrible like apparently like um, no not say apparently I think there's a lot of facts behind this like. for, the Ro- for the Tulsa uh, massacre it was a hate crime that was c- committed amongst the blacks in what was the, m- the most well-to-do black uh, estate in the US like. Yeah. So I think it like it was brought up as an example of something that was done historically to further keep the African-American population down even when they built themselves up. So the fact that I had never heard of this and I think it has never been a big part of history books in mm. the US, um, that to me is like a very fucking dangerous consequence of going back and destroying history la, as mm. opposed to contextualizing. Because reading it, right, you can read it up on Wikipedia, it's fucking horrible and you read it, you're like, oh my God, how the fuck could... Could humans do this to other humans? But it is a very real thing, and it gave me a bit more context of why, how serious the racial issues are in the US. So, by toppling statues and all that, it just feels like at this point, it's going to polarize people. Because, as much as you want to topple Raffles Institution, uh, Sir Stanford Raffles, I'm guessing, unless you understand the context, people would just see it as, like, why? And I think right now, any chance to fucking topple the statue of a white man, right? Fucking people would jump at it, like, even if they. (laughs) they fucking love the the dead white man they would there's a tendency to topple so I just feel like yeah if you don't contextualise it it's quite dangerous and then statues are one thing I just said the word uh, the phrase Raffles Institution which is our alma mater
1: we discussed this in the Raffles has yeah. been having a couple a uh, very bad name the last two weeks, huh? Yeah, with the a... with the blackface <laughs> photo, and then now this up. statue thing.
0: You <laughs> might probably that for Raffles in his grave, you know. He's thinking like, and William Fucker is just or fucker. Is just laughing at him, like, yeah. See all your fuck ups. Because okay, you wanna know, you wanna know, you know, like remove statues and all. Then what happens to Raffles Institution, Raffles, Raffles City. City, Raffles Place, Raffles <laughs> Medical, <laughs> Raffles Medical, <laughs> <Group>. probably <laughs> Raffles Medical also like like they're like oh, motherfuckers. I mean, you why, could make the
1: you could make a, a an argument that uh, your your place because we Raffles Place is literally uh, a location right so yeah. if you're Raffles Medical Group you could make the argument oh we, we you know, because we're located it's like saying you're from Amokyo Amokyo <laughs> no, you know fuck, then, Amokyo then, like, Raffles, Raffles Medical Group or what? there's
0: Raffles Medical in like Bugi's Autopayo it's so that a, means branch cannot, as uh, a
1: branch so I'm saying <laughs> maybe if the school <laughs> yeah. Raffles Institution has to move to like Raffles Place or something like that <laughs> <laughs> then then it can be justified. No, like. Then
0: someone right. can say, well, Raffles Medical is exactly the problem with the colonialists, right? That's what Raffles did, right? He had a base and then he went to all this fucking, like the Commonwealth oh, and yeah, colonized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what Raffles Medical is doing. They go to Topayo, they go to Bookies, they go to Temple, yeah. they're fucking colonizing Tempunis. So yeah. then, then it just feels like, oh shit. So maybe Raffles probably is not the best. Uh, maybe maybe for anyone starting a new business, don't tie it to the name of someone with a, mm. who lived in a time where maybe history was not documented that well because like, you never know what one might come and fuck you yeah. in the ass la. like you have like Cosby stakes or something you're mm-hmm. fucked la, you know so yeah, there's actually
1: anyone with a possibility of a checkered history la. so yeah, really look history. carefully for who you're naming uh, you know even your businesses or even your kids who you're naming your kids after and all that <laughs> 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 all those people who name their kids after
0: Beckham right you never know what the fuck Beckham's yeah. gonna do dude Cosby uh, yeah Cosby uh, Weinstein Louis. or Harvey, <laughs> Louis. Harvey. Whoever names your kid Weinstein, right, you should just go punch yourself in the face. <laughs> la. Even without, before the Harvey Weinstein scandal, yeah. or El Epstein, yeah, all yeah. this. So, Epstein, yeah, yeah, I guess, I mean, generally, I guess we're we not very differing in opinions of this. La. But okay, like, let's say, let's say mm. there was that show 13 Reasons Why, right? Yeah. What was the What was the request for censorship there? Oh, yeah, it was the, because it was I think
1: sh- if, if anyone has seen a, the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, it's basically about a guy who discovers the audio tapes of a girl who commits suicide. Lah. And then yeah. she gives 13, I mean, so-called uh, 13 reasons why this happened. Like 13 people, uh, she asked 13 people to be identified from the tapes that caused her to, to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, suicide obviously is very touchy, can be a very touchy issue to deal with in a show as well. So I think there was a, I have not watched it, I've watched an episode or two, but uh, there was a scene of suicide that was depicted in the last episode of season one, mm. and then uh, even, I think we're already at season three or something already, then Netflix suddenly decided to go back to season one and censor that final episode, uh, censor that scene from that final episode. La. So a lot of people are like, eh? uh, but doesn't that change things because the show is still running and, and going on and all that? Because it was seen to glorify suicide, right? I don't know about glorify or even just depicting it, Just maybe just seemed a bad taste. La. You know? I think
0: I think it was about glorifying because I think depicting it, that was the argument, right? 13 I see, reasons I why. I yeah. think uh, Selena Gomez was quite outspoken because she was one of yeah. the executive producers and it said yeah. it was not to glorify, it was just to discuss it in a way that is yeah. rarely discussed in TV shows. like. But I Correct. think there was one school of thought that was saying that it's glorifying suicide. Then mm. again, it it just feels like everything that, that uh, to contextualise it in Singapore, everything we say, oh, you know, why is there so much censorship and all? But if yeah. there's still a push by the woke people, right, to Mm. fucking eliminate, cut this out, cut this out, then isn't that fucking contradictory? Like, the point of free speech is to get as many things, get, so that everything is unfiltered, you, you have a chance to talk about these kind of things, and, Mm. I mean, you see it more and more, thankfully in Singapore, there hasn't been crazy cases, but in the past, you know, there have been like, maybe more right-wing speakers in the US, who have not been allowed to speak at universities or colleges, because they don't agree with ideals. then it feels like, well, fuck, if Singapore, I think Singapore, we need to be very careful going down that, that path, lah, because yeah. the last thing we want is want to forget, forget what actually happened, lah. Mm. You know. Hey, so here's and, a question, uh, yeah.
1: uh Unless you have a thought to to add on to that.
0: No, I was just going to say that when Lee Kuan Yew passed away and I know after that, for that one week the mm. every media outlet was focused on the amazing things Lee, Kuan Yew, Lee mm. Kuan Yew did and when people were trying to point out, okay, you know, there were certain things that shouldn't have been done um, that was my initial sentiment and I think it was an article I read that, I don't know whether you shared with me or something that pointed out that public figures, all the more reason when they pass on, we need to make sure that the history is is not one-sided lah, because mm-hmm. that's their legacy that they're going to uh, that's going to remain and I think it's mm. very important we see both sides so that's where I think ugly history needs to be maintained and carefully dealt with because yeah. otherwise everything we say about you know history is written by the winners and all that then it yeah. just becomes like history is rewritten by someone la, and that's never good la. so that's what yeah. I wanted to say
1: la. so I mean but but okay let's say uh, let's look at something a bit more uh, I mean uh, maybe because maybe people listening to this might be thinking oh yeah if you're a colonialist if you're a slave trader Obvious fuckingly, you are a terrible person, you should not be glorified, like, right? But how mm. about certain things like, um, let's say, some, I wouldn't say it's more innocent, like, but it's not as directly damaging as having a slave, like, right? Uh, let's say something like casual racism, right? You know, that's there, mm. something that we love to talk about these days. Like, casual racism should be eradicated, it's terrible, everything. Fine. So, you know, there was this uh, British sitcom last time called Mind Your Language. Huh? Yeah Do you think <laughs> I loved it ah, okay so, so, <laughs> awesome? minor. so mind your language It was basically About a, a school In Britain That was for Foreigners to come And learn English So it had a lot Of stereotypes Of all sorts of people Indian, Pakistani Chinese Japan, Japanese yeah, yeah. Everything So it was uh, It's really stereotypes uh. It's like I can't get You watch yeah, it Nowadays you can't get away from it. It's just stereotypes All the way Like Indian person yeah. can't, can't say You know no. A W properly And all that Yeah <laughs> A Chinese person, <laughs> the eyes are really like like this. So so is is so. Do you think something like that should can or should be shown on um, television these days, lah? Oh, you as mean like
0: like as it's not produced as a real show? They're not it produced, is... but let's say
1: reruns or anything. Mm. Especially mm. okay, especially in Singapore, la, Do you think you think it should?
0: No, be? I still okay. I still think it should. Um but but this is where I think if HBO Max comes through with what what people are speculating that they will release Gone with the Wind with some sort of you know like some sort of contextualized, maybe like a short clip at the start that kinda says, Okay, whatever you're gonna see was made in blah 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 blah, was was produced by blah 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 and historically blah 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 blah, times have changed, blah blah blah. Then I think mind your language is Totally fair game. Mm. Because, I mean, yeah, like what you said, like, fuck, it's so stereotypical. Oh my god, like, if you haven't seen the show, right? Before you read it up on Wikipedia, just imagine you have a class of like, yeah, one French person, one Danish person, one Chinese, and you picture in your mind what is the most stereotypical <laughs> gender, clothing, and and behavior, right? It will probably be fucking <laughs> yeah, uh, it. Like the, be the French girl is some like super hot, super sexy, super sultry person. Yeah. The Chinese person is always holding a red booklet, uh, yeah, claiming yeah. Chairman Mao. The Indian woman is a sari who uh, is a, who has a sari who likes to sew. So it's <laughs> so, but I think it, at some that was the world that, that, we, that people lived in in the 80s la, and I think yeah, it's yeah. important to also contextualise how far we have come uh. from there and I think I would still say we should show it but with some sort of disclaimer la. maybe yeah. there is a new rating la. PG-13 PG-18 racist as fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just like a whole spectrum kind of thing or maybe the racism meter la. you know this is a 9 on the racism meter so yeah. you watch it you know what you're getting into la.
1: Well, the 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 good thing for you is that as of eight June, I saw StarHub already put our advertisement to enjoy the timeless sitcom of Mind Your Language premier, <laughs> premiering ninth June every Monday to Friday at eight Are thirty p.m. on Hits Channel five one nine. So it's oh it's already God. on your StarHub TV. So it's not even a discussion. Oh
0: <laughs> yes, man.
1: Now I'm just I'm just waiting for the the woke people to. Uh, say that this is not cool. Uh. Yeah, if, in fact, even in the comments for that Facebook post already, someone said, I won't say his name, but someone added, a golden age where people are not easily offended over stereotyping and racist jokes. <laughs> this is a no, Singaporean because commenter. Because Singaporean. if
0: people can look back at Friends and say yeah. it was, I mean, yeah, you look back at Friends, yeah, there they were homophobic jokes yeah. and it was not racially diverse. Um, But I think people haven't really like signed petitions because you watch yeah. it, it's still objectively a funny show right Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, so, Mind Your Language, wow, I'm just fucking <laughs> curious
1: how long it'll take for a petition to come out, man.
0: Because it is fucking ridiculously stereotypical.
1: Yeah. I but mean, there's it a, There's still a link to it that you can find through this Facebook ad and all that. So oh it's, my god. It's still showing every day. I mean, <laughs> if people are making noise about, about Gone to the Wind and all that, they should check out Mind Your Language.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Oh, yeah. wait, there are 10 comments. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, okay. All, all, positive, all, all positive all positive, uh, all positive. So all these fucking people are racist. <laughs> all these people who give comments are racist. Because that's how it works now, right? Yeah. If you yeah, don't yeah. if you don't fucking go all out, you're fucking racist. Yeah. If you don't
1: uh post something or share at least three articles a week about the what's going on in the world, you're a racist. Yeah, so so I mean, as much as we think that oh this is only something in the US, it is at our doorstep ready, uh. the war the war is at our doorstep ready. So you have to take yeah. your, take your side now. <laughs> which which now to in in your style is the perfect segue for yes. something
0: racism related, but yes, okay. So this this one I fucking I'm fucking damn excited about it because yes, okay please, please go ahead. <laughs> because yeah because so what happened was uh, there's a there's a master chef contestant uh or ex contestant or something wait uh let me fucking pull up the article god damn it yeah ah uh, shit uh where was it. Hey, can you just talk while I find okay. Uh yep. so there was this Master Chef Australia 2017, 2020. So there's this chef called Sarah Tiongla. Mm. And she recently um I think today she let's see, she so she's a contestant. Um and she appeared on a radio station. She's based in Australia, um, yep. and she has a Malaysian Chinese mother born in Sydney. So she's Australian by by nationality. La. And she uploaded a few Instagram stories on June tenth detailing uh, an encounter with an uh, Australian radio station and interview uh, with M Soon Raja. So she she stated the name and she said that when she started the interview, she was greeted with nihauma.
1: Yeah, correct. So
0: she said, uh, she uh, Sarah said she does not believe it went to air, but in her in her uh, to quote her, she said. Um, However, I felt uncomfortable and shocked. The call was immediately ended. This is racism. What an insensitive tone deaf thing to say. Please check yourself and do better. And apparently after that, she said, Oh, uh, is it meant to be in Cantonese? And she said, What's what's Cantonese for so uh, lay, lay home, uh. Uh, lay home uh. And then lay, after lay, that, yeah. yeah, and then after that, I think they they, they ended the call. Uh. And I yep. think the radio station came out and apologized. So yep to quote certain things that Sarah Tiong said in her Insta stories when people were saying, hey, is that racist, you know? Uh, it's just a way of saying hello. And then she said, okay, to quote, let me explain, it is racist to assume that I identify as Chinese and speak the Chinese language. Even if I have referenced such heritage or knowledge in the past, it is privileged and ignorant to assume anything about me based on the color of my skin. It is rude and privileged to assume that I understand that Asian language just because I appear of that descent. Let me add this, that this comment by this host was followed up with, "Oh wait, would it be Homa uh, Anyway, the mere presumption that I speak or want to speak, Henry or Cantonese with you, followed by the flippant dismissal of distinguishing the two different languages is racist. It is dehumanizing, and no, my partner is Asian is not an excuse for your racism. So yeah. let me let me <laughs> hand it over to you, Terence. Well, actually, but
1: but why 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 would you? Why is it okay? Why is it so exciting to you to talk about this? Huh?
0: Because okay, so for yeah. me right now, uh, based on this article and the other articles I read. I feel that she is m- making this issue uh, to be bigger than it actually is. Mm. Um, and, and I feel, okay, so in her, in the context, she's a minority in a predominantly white country. Yeah. I'm a minority in a predominantly Chinese country. And there are so many times that people have, actually no, have, have people, I think maybe be- because people don't know what uh, Hilo is in, in Hindi or Sindhi, yeah. or Tamil because some people assume I speak Tamil but even yeah. when people ask me whether I speak Tamil and all um, in some way it is based on the colour of my skin yeah. um, and when I tell them I speak Malay it's a surprising thing but I just feel like uh, is it wrong to assume that because I'm a certain colour I speak that language yeah. so that's where I feel like she's she's this is this is too much like, I feel this is too much
1: but it, okay but she is this is Australia, Australia right where yeah. Uh, I mean Chinese is a minority lah, so yeah. in the privilege and power rankings, Chinese are much lower than, than white people, Yeah, la, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's kind of in the same way like where where if if someone like uh was to come up to you and then start speaking Tamil, and then that's merely assuming that you speak Tamil la, right?
0: Yeah, or that
1: la. I was from India and not Singaporean lah. Yeah, and then we take that exchange and put it on the... Maybe a live radio show where you know you reach a lot of people and 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 uh, it's a it's a you know it's a platform lah. It's a big platform lah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not. Uh, I would. I. I mean, maybe I. I would say the word racist is a bit. Uh, strange. I mean, I wouldn't classify as racist lah. It's ignorant, yeah. Right? It's ignorance. Yeah, correct. Yes ignorance, sure. correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ignorance, ignorance, totally. So yeah. that's where, I mean, I think there are certain casually racist things that people do to me that I get fucking pissed off, that really yeah. fucking piss me off. But if it was someone were to come up to me and assume that, even if they assume I'm not from Singapore, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be offended because statistically speaking, yeah. uh, there are less people of darker skin who are Singapore citizens. Mm-hmm. So when I logically think, I mean, as much as people's anyone who says, oh, they don't stereotype, they don't, they're not judgmental, fuck you lah, okay? Everyone is stereotypical to a certain extent because it is an evolutionary mechanic yeah, that helps correct. us get through life. Yep. It's just how you let it affect your judgment lah. La. Yeah. So, so, that's where if people are based on the number of Singaporeans who are not dark-skinned and they assume I'm not from Singapore, even before mm. I speak, mm. uh, I would not be as pissed la, Unless she is arguing that the fact that she was on Master Chef means mm. that, okay, she's in some way a public figure and mm. to not know that she's Australian is a bit insensitive. So that's where I would label it as such. Like, like what you said, ignorant. Yeah. But I felt her post, right? Wow, fuck, she like, it was like, self-righteous like self as fuck. Like it is dehumanizing. It is really, yeah. is it is it dehumanizing?
1: No, so I mean, I think you're, you're correct la, in the sense that because she was a guest on a radio show, she probably was expecting to be treated with a little bit more uh, respect and everything. La. And, uh, yeah, like you say, just not, not knowing that your, not knowing that your uh, your guest, you know, is is totally conversant in, in uh in the, the your your actual language English, right? Yeah. Uh, or at least are uh, trying to joke about it is uh, is kind of stupid lah. La. Yeah, especially yeah, because stupid. this is a this Correct. is a guest la. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I mean stupid. that's where yeah. So I I do think um, she has a right to be a, a bit angry, a bit upset. It's yeah. just that the justification for it, uh, it being racist is kind of co-opting co-opting exactly. racism exactly. To, that, that, to soothe her ego, to make, make, make herself feel that, hey, you know, I'm, I I was right in being angry. It's okay to be angry because of your ego. Like, I think uh, we, we always talk about it, all right? Like, when, when people don't treat you properly, uh, yeah. especially after some, when you've proven that you've had experience doing something or that, sometimes it's better to just walk away from it, like, you know? Like... Yeah, and They're not willing to pay you what you're worth or they don't give you respect your, your, you deserve. You need to walk away from this kind of relationships. Uh. So that's maybe what she did. It's just that to suddenly say it's all about racism was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: right? Especially given this time when everyone is so fucking on the edge, right? If you are, yeah. uh, like what you say, co-opting and kind of, you're almost trivializing racism mm. and confusing it with ignorance and stupidity. Yeah. Like, if you are a radio host and you want to interview someone, the least you would do is check and, like, fucking understand who you're talking to, right? And yeah. understand if you're speaking to an Australian citizen, there's really no reason to start off with uh the language that they may or may not be con- conversant mm. in. Like. So, that's where I feel like her post, I guess, yeah, what annoyed me was her fucking post. And she was kind of saying, yeah, like, um well, this is racism. What an insensitive tone deaf thing to say. Please check yourself and do better. Um I was dehumanized. And yeah, it just feels like this I feel does not help the conversation at all. Because yeah, it, yeah. it's parked together with every every serious case of racism that, that is going on. La. And I mean, yeah, so and then for the radio station to apologize, I guess that's where the radio station is stuck, right? If they don't apologize, yeah. they will be labeled as racist.
1: Yeah. But I mean they, they 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 do need to apologize to her for just for being a bit oh yeah, yeah. annoying like totally. annoying to their own guests la, like being disrespectful to their own guests la. But actually you know like for for, for for me as a Chinese person, when I go abroad to a lot of places like whether it's like US or what or Japan and all that, I mean I get spoken to in Mandarin a lot la. like you know, even the, the Japanese who are running those uh, stores selling makeup and, and, and groceries and all that they would call yeah. out to me in Mandarin, expecting me to be Chinese and all uh, You know, uh. um, even when I went to US not too long ago, this Ang man came up to me and then started speaking Mandarin to me, like yeah. you know, I think he wanted to show off that he could speak Mandarin uh, And then I was like, he then he started asking <laughs> me for directions to some place in the US, some place in Seattle in Mandarin. <laughs> you no, know, just I was like, uh, yeah, dude, I speak English as so. well. They said, oh, okay, okay, you know? Okay, no, but how, how did that make you feel? Uh, Can you describe your emotions? Okay, uh, so I think there's, uh, there, what what this master chef person has done is also revealed somewhat her own maybe a bit of her own feelings towards uh being Chinese or the Chinese language and all that Because I'll admit that that is something that would probably have have irritated me more last time. Yeah, when I was studying in school, I you know I was uh I did, I didn't enjoy studying Mandarin Chinese. I was bad at it. You know, like uh you know, my, my relatives or always made fun of me for not being able to speak dialects and stuff like that. La. Uh mm. and then but that was like kind of a little bit of a, uh a self imposed mental hurdle. After after some time I, I kinda started to see it as oh, you know, like yeah la, i I can speak English, I can s I can speak a smattering of Mandarin, not great at it, but I do I start to appreciate the language a bit more for what it is, like whether it's the history of the language and everything. And so I, I'm not embarrassed by so-called the Chinese or being Chinese or anything like that. And then I also see a lot more people who are not Chinese who are trying to learn Mandarin because, you know, for economic reasons or what. So it's it's not a a bad thing to be able to speak the language either. And yeah. so these days I'm much less annoyed by it. But I think this person being so annoyed by it kind of shows maybe she herself in her own mind or so, Still has certain views about, uh, you know, whether it's the Chinese language or or being Chinese in a in a Western in a Western society and things like that, So it's a, it's yeah. it's a very complex interplay of like what your ethnicity is versus what your mother tongue is versus what your mother was hoping that you grew up to be and things like that. So <laughs> I can't speak for her, but for just seeing the that that, that reaction from her made me feel like okay, that's probably how I would have reacted like when I was like. Fifteen years old or something. I'm not saying that she's immature, but I'm just saying that I've come to terms with what you know uh, the Chineseness of my identity, and is I'm totally okay with it already, You know. So
0: so I think what also maybe added some salt to or added some fuel to the fire of this is that yeah. the radio host is a white man, la. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Right? So because I was yeah. just thinking, I was just thinking, there have been numerous instances where I'm a minority in Singapore, and yeah. I mean, I okay, I can't speak for the racism uh, experienced by. Um, people of Chinese descent who are uh, based in Australia because yeah. I've heard that it can be quite bad but I, yeah. I have no uh, context of that. But in Singapore where, yeah, I have experienced casual racism. Thankfully, I haven't experienced like violent racism but there are a number of Indian people who come up to me and speak speak start speaking Hindi. So is mm. that racist? Or is that one of those things that you can be racist towards your own race and it <laughs> doesn't matter? Because yeah, they maybe, assume yeah. I'm from India yeah. but I'm not. I'm Singaporean. I'm super proud to be Singaporean even though I might complain a lot. Yeah. But, so then it feels like fuck so it just feels like like what you said, you it, it feels like it's co-opting a serious issue and kind of like diluting it like yeah. because if that is racism, right? Yeah. Like fucking dehumanizing racism. Yeah. Like maybe it might fall under the umbrella of racism, but if that is dehumanizing, right? Yeah. Oh shit, man. Yeah, but so
1: so when those people come up to you and ask you, hey, or uh, say speak to you in Hindi and then you, you can't do anything, do they yeah. give you a face or do you feel like, oh, you know, I'm I'm so lousy? and my own, I mean, my own like culture language that kind of thing I mean normally I punch them in the face first and then <laughs> after they recover
0: and then we I'll figure out okay like how swollen are they yeah. no like, I mean they I mean it's just it is uh, they wouldn't say give me a face I mean they might be surprised but yeah. it's not that kind of like huh you're a fucking disgrace to to our uh, the motherland and all that or at least yeah, yeah. I don't think so I don't yeah. think so so I mean so that's where I feel like yeah it, they might think that and but I never feel like I'm and I think over the past few years when I was younger maybe I was less woke mm. uh, or less yeah. aware and I think right now I'm a little I'm a more aware more conscious but even that doesn't strike me as something that is uh, fucking dehumanizing me or or yeah. uh, being racist towards me mm-hmm. and I think that's where I mean ultimately Em, like your emotional strength and and I, and I and I believe like like your determination, your willpower is mm. almost like a muscle, and it gets fatigued, right? Yeah. And you need to pick your battles, lah. Yeah, and
1: yeah, yeah,
0: if, yeah. it feels like if this one is like fucking okay, what, you fucking dehumanize me, yeah. I'm like,
1: oh my god, oh yeah. my god. Because uh, yeah, I I, I I share that sentiment as well. Because last night I used to get very irritated when, I, if I let's say I go to the hawker center, the market, then the auntie speak to me in dialect, and then I was like, you know. Uh, I just reply in Mandarin like 'cause cause I can't speak the, the dialect like right. Yeah. Uh, but but you get you get you get irritated why? Because she will literally look at me. Wow, Oh, because de. of the disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, disappointment like young people very <laughs> I Cannot even. But then speak. after years of entering no, media and facing that, disappointment from your parents every weekend, you got used to it. Like. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, after that, then I, I, <laughs> I after spending, I mean, for for previous work and all that, I spent some time in China, and then I realized like yeah, actually. I mean, um, no matter how well you think you are speaking Chinese or Mandarin or whatever in, in, in Singapore, right? You mm. go to somewhere like China, you know, everyone else, that their, their Mandarin, I mean, obviously their Mandarin is really fucking better. And it's just a different style of, different language, different, like they use different terms and different ways of expressing things. Ah, and and yeah. there's no one better way or, or more more accurate way, especially in Singapore, where it's, where it's such a mix of cultures. And that's something mm. you should be proud of, lah. That that you know you can speak, in all of us can generally speak English quite okay. We are pretty proficient in a second language, and and some for some people maybe even a third or additional couple of dialects and all that, lah. And it's yeah. just a, it's just something that's so unique to Singapore. We we take it for granted, la, That we feel embarrassed that we can't speak a second language, well. And then you think about places like U.S., where a lot of people can only speak really just one language and nothing more, i Not 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 beating down them, but I'm just saying that Singapore, we we already uh quite unique in the sense that we we are taking in so many different types of cultures and all that. So rather than be embarrassed about, you know, not being able to do like one of the things like speak Mandarin or speak your mother tongue that badly that well or what, you should just be accept that, you know, we just uh, mishmash and we know a lot of everything uh. and, mm. and and there's no you think you are very good in Singapore, you go China, you are shit like, you know. So it's like what <laughs> for you keep comparing whether you're good or bad at this you are so, you so, you are you your person and you, you know certain things like you can speak uh, like you speak malay which shocks shocks a lot of people right but it I makes would, you yeah, now i wouldn't consider myself being able to speak uh, but yeah yeah but, but it, it makes you more unique <laughs> la, right and, and rather yeah. than see as like oh he can't speak hindi or whatever is so, a, a plus uh.
0: so you're saying at the at the root of Sarah serateong's post is her her insecurity. embarrassment that
1: she can't speak Chinese. <laughs> there, there might be a little bit of that. I mean, I not I don't purport to speak for her la, but No,
0: because at first at first when I saw the article I was like, oh, is she Korean? Is she Japanese? Because then I think then it, there's a layer of that like where you're assuming that someone speaks Chinese, even though they might be Korean or Japanese. And that's that I feel okay, la, that's even more of a dick move. La. But yeah, she's Chinese, yeah. she has a Chinese mom and like maybe she even speaks Chinese. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I just felt like, oh my God, man. And uh, yeah, now I guess maybe
1: rooted, some deep rooted relationship issues with like, you know, relatives yeah. or mums or something.
0: And like. I guess, I guess, I mean, right now, anytime <laughs> I see like, a, uh, <laughs> someone on, on the social medias with, with like a large following posting something that is not that, I, I don't know, not that like as serious as a lot of other issues, Part yeah. of me is also like, what oh, the fuck? The fact that we are talking about her now—I never knew who the fuck she was. Now we're talking about her. She's probably yeah, yeah. gotten a bunch of followers, Yeah. right? So it just feels like, god damn, man.
1: Yeah, but like you say, like pick your battles, I think this pick one, your battles, she, man. Uh, this one is not really. If, if it was me, I wouldn't be as perturbed by it, lah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag her. We'll tag her when we when we release this, so, so. and then she might say, you know, there was the podcasting pair in Singapore who dehumanized her story. Or something like that. Yeah, but I'm Chinese,
1: 100 percent Chinese.
0: Yeah, so you 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 do you do the dehumanizing <laughs> is fine. I'll just stand by and watch. I'll just stand by and watch. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's, what we're at. Yeah. that's where we are. That's we at.
0: Now. Yeah, where we're at. So as always, if you have any thoughts, please head on over to our subreddit. Uh, uh, we we sometimes take a a bit longer to respond, but we will always respond to your comments. Uh, and and I mean we I, honestly we want to hear from you guys because a lot of the things we're saying now is based on our own lens uh, yeah. and as much as we try to read there's definitely we're not reading everything la. so so if you guys share your thoughts we do really appreciate it la.
1: yeah and that yeah, that's a good place to move on to our final segment yeah which is would you would you like to do the honours and kick it off our one shook thing for the week actually well, yeah. my one shook thing for the week is is, is is I mean I probably have mentioned it before la, but because it's really happening and there are more details about it now, so I think it's worth talking about uh in that the UFC is finally has finally revealed the location of the secret fight island where oh they are gonna be having fights international fights for the whole month of July la. So uh. apparently they are, they are renting a space on Yas Island. Y A S is like I think it's Yas uh. are you fucking kidding me? No really it's Yas Island Yas? Yeah, in <laughs> Abu in Abu Dhabi. So they're literally building uh octagon the octagon cage on the beach And it's going to, that's where the fights are going to be. So it's going to be, apparently there'll be facilities for all the fighters to live in and then to train in and then after that to have their meals in. And they'll be isolated from like in a 10 hectare space, I think, from the rest of the island so that uh, international fighters can fly in and out. And they already announced the fight card for the July 11th event. But uh, it's just it's just so crazy because it's like you watch it in Mortal Kombat and you're trying to imagine like oh in what parallel universe could this happen? But it is it is happening. Fight Island is literally <laughs> Fuck happening. Man,
0: that is fucking crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. And
1: there are rumors that maybe Conor McGregor might even headline one of the one of the oh, the, gee, the the fight nights happened? there. So, uh, I mean, whatever it is, just it's just such a crazy thing to imagine so it's just worth watching just to see but go, go a go UFC fight Gotta the beach. And if you think about it, the one area of the world where
0: something ridiculous like this that requires a fuck ton of money that could happen, yeah, yeah the Middle it's, East feels like... Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, it feels like it could happen there. La. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Only, on I think coat. the
1: funny question was was whether they were, they were gonna build a throne and then Dana White would be sitting <laughs> oh, on the throne shit. there, like calling the fights, just like in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, uh, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah correct. The four arm guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not the four arm yeah. guy. I mean, Shang Tsung oh, was just the a bad guy. guy. He, he's just the bad uh, yeah. Chinese guy or Asian oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah who can morph into all sorts of things. Are you sure he's things. Chinese or not? you sure he's Chinese or not? He's Asian, of Asian descent. <laughs> East Asian or South Asian? You gotta, be, you gotta be fucking careful, dude. Yeah. I mean, if I see him, I'll say, Ni Hao Ma. That's how I <laughs> be, you know, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, okay. so that was my my okay. one shock thing. Because it's just ma. such a, I mean, you're, as crazy as coronavirus is, and all that, it has really forced us all to be a lot to. more creative in uh. you know, yeah. how we're you doing our shit. Uh?
0: Yeah. So, my one show thing, uh, first, first, I want to give a little bit of a clarification to a one show thing I recommended, I think, last week, which is the show Losers by Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, it's one of the shows that the first episode was really fucking good. Okay. But then after that, the next few episodes, it feels like it didn't bring to life the premise of the story, of the show as clearly as the first episode, which is oh. someone who was like world-class at something had a big setback and found an alternative career path. Yeah. Um, so it's still entertaining but I must, just a uh, heads up to anyone who's thinking of considering the first episode is really fucking good. Second so yeah, episode pre- is Premature one-shock thing. Like. Yeah, it's premature one-shock thing. <laughs> so it's a, it's a generally, it's a one okay thing. Like one-shock uh, episode followed by
1: okay episodes. Let me see. Because I, I, I've talked about it before where I give, now I give everything at least two, two episodes. Two episodes. Before that. because of the, the binge worthiness or something is really like you yeah. need to sustain it la. so yeah. it's like you, you didn't apply that rule la. you just let yourself go with one episode <laughs> la.
0: <laughs> no but then then where does it because the second episode I would also recommend it but the third episode onwards so second episode was not as good as the first but the third was not yeah. as good as the second the fourth is not as good as the third so it's just like that so that's a clarification but I would still okay. recommend the first episode and then you decide
1: So but the then, but then it's like like okay because that, I uh, that's just related la, but I saw someone yeah. on Facebook where someone posted like because of Game of Thrones season 8, I will never ever recommend anyone to watch Game of Thrones Ooh. ever again. Would you recommend someone to watch Game of, of Thrones? Of course, dude. Of course, right? At least for five yeah. seasons, it was good, right? Dude, that person's
0: a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> Who the hell? Then you're depriving people of like five seasons <laughs> of magic. Yeah.
1: La. Of course, you'll be disappointed at the end, but I mean, there's still five seasons, five good <laughs> seasons. fucking la. great. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know that person, is it? We know that person. We know that person. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so my actual one-show thing is actually kind of in the same vein as your one-show thing. So I I mentioned a few episodes back that there's this one guy who I'm still obsessed with. He's called he's Mark Rabier. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he's... He's a very interesting musician in the sense that he has a, he performs with a keyboard and a looping station and he generates everything on the spot. And he's mm. fucking talented musically. He has a great voice and he's fucking hilarious. And yeah. he performs in a bathrobe which he normally takes off and uh, during his live performances and performs in his boxes. Like. So during yep. the quarantine, I think he became even more popular online because he used to do these two-hour streams uh, where he would play from his apartment and take calls and make up songs based on what he hears from his callers like, which is mm. fucking mind-blowing. Yep. But... Yesterday was the first day of his tour. And I think right now, he's the only artist in the US who's touring. And he's doing it with, with a very innovative company where mm. they are doing drive-in tours. I so, see. he performs on stage. People, it's, it's basically drive-in cinema locations. La. People mm. show up in their cars. They yeah. tune in to a specific frequency. And they listen to him on the radio as he performs on stage. I see, I see. And cool. apparently, it was put together in the span of ten days, um, and it was done by this company called Hotbox. And okay. the URL for his tickets is I want a hotbox. So, in the same vein that you said, like the why the UFC Fight Island is so cool is it's basically they fucking found a creative solution, right? I think yeah. props to him and his his management and his uh, his agents who came up with such a cool idea, uh, And and if you look at Insta on Insta stories, you check it out. People have been showing up, man. And but but are people are, allowed people are to loving it. Are you allowed to get out of your car? You can sit on the car, so you oh, maintain you social distancing, la.
1: Okay, but then, yeah. then it, are you able to hear if you don't if you are, let's say you don't want to listen the radio? Are you able to hear him? Yeah, yeah, I, I think can, I think oh, can, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but because now in the US, I think temperatures are heating up also, oh, so. Yeah. Yeah it's either you sit on top of your car which might not be recommended they I think if they might I don't know how hardly they impose the you stay in your car thing but I just thought it was a fucking cool way of utilising something that is already there unfortunately mm. drive-in, drive-in theatres in Singapore are uh, tough like, and they only pop up la. but yeah. yeah I just thought it was fucking cool and you can't see the concerts but if you go on Insta Stories check out his Instagram profile he's worked on one of the funniest profiles and uh, yeah you can see snippets of it like, and I thought that's fucking fucking cool
1: mm. interesting but yeah, yeah. Th- I, I, I was thinking about that whole drive-in concept, uh, but uh, it's really, it's not possible in Singapore. Uh, with yeah, it's not. Because the cool thing have, is no. he, he
0: also performs in front of a green screen and yeah. there's a huge fucking screen that projects him with a cool image. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they know that driving, if you come in your car, you're not going to be able to get that close, right? Yeah. So the way they did it is fucking magical. Uh. It, it, I think it's damn smart. And he's got a nine-stop tour.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's super interesting. Uh. Wow. But yeah. Nice. That's it. Very uh very non controversial one shock things this week. Yeah, man. that's why right. nothing for you to shit on. <laughs> Finally.
0: <laughs> fucking hell. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Cool, man. So yeah, right. so yeah, check us out on uh Yalabud subreddit. Uh if you could recommend this, if you enjoyed this and if you could recommend it to at least just not just at least, just one person, that would be pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah, and and, and join our subreddit for interesting discussions. Yeah. Going on about every one of these topics, huh?
0: Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All All right. right. Talk to you
1: soon.